Welcome to the podcast that's all about solutions. If you get that the coercive state is the problem, but you're tired of complaining about it, this is the place for you. Join us as we ask, what then must we do? All right, I'm here today with Jeremy Corden, who is founder of Goldback. Um, Some of you I know have already heard about this. Some of you have been talking to me about it. I will let Jeremy explain exactly what it is and how it works, because when we're talking about alternative currencies and alternative money, um, there's you know, some new stuff out there. There's some interesting stuff out there and it's every, every bit of it is kind of unique and has its own story. So, uh, Jeremy, welcome to the show. And well, thank you. Uh, tell us, tell us about Goldback. What is it? What does it do? How do people use it and why should they use it? Okay, sure. So the Goldback, um, in the simplest form is it's a commodity currency that's made out of gold. And it's a bit different than other precious metals-based commodity currencies for a couple reasons. The first is that it is insanely difficult to counterfeit. And the second is you can use gold in very small increments. You know, we're talking a thousandth of an ounce for physical purchases. You know, so there's no there's no internet, there's no smartphone, there's no password, there's no blockchain. Um, it has a very cash like feel to it, and you know the gold backs themselves they look like, uh, you know, the bills that we use, um, just you know in gold. So one the one question that I, so when I first saw these, I've only seen them on the website. I have not seen one in person yet. Um, but my impression is that it would actually be pretty easy to counterfeit, that someone could just take like shiny paper and, you know, with some sophistication, you know, create something that looks just like what you're making, but instead of gold, shiny metallic paper. Am I wrong? The short answer, yes. <laughs> Um, So the gold back is made through a process called vacuum deposition. You have a very thin layer of gold between two layers of polymer. And it's the same technology that's putting gold inside uh, microchips, right? Inside your laptop or your cell phone. Um, It's that kind of technology. And, you know, in terms of being able to counterfeit, you you know, for starters, you got a $4 product. Um, but they're all serialized. They all have, you know, about half a dozen different government and, uh, government level anti-counterfeiting features. Um, but you know, it's, it's not something that anyone has been able to, to pull off. It's not like a foil product mm-hmm. where, you know, you can simply have like a gold foil you know, stamped type thing. So it's, it's very different than what's out there. Okay. So it looks very, looks and feels very distinctive. You're not going to mistake it for, um, you know, gold colored foil. No, 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 zero, zero percent. In fact, we, we've talked about maybe doing a competition Hmm. for someone trying to counterfeit a gold back with a $10,000 winner, you know, just to, just to see how close people can get. I mean, you're looking at, you know, three to $5 million worth of equipment 
just to make a gold back. And, you know, that's not equipment that you can easily get. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's very Mm -hmm. proprietary. How do I know? Let's, let's say I'm working in a shop and someone comes in and they want to, they want to spend a gold back and I'm taking this, you know, not from you guys, but just out on the street somewhere. Mm-hmm. How do I know that when they hand me, let's say, a, a gold back worth five, let's well, well, what a fiftieth of an ounce of gold? How do I know that that's how much gold is in there? Or how do so I even every... know that it's gold? How, how do I know? Okay, just as a as a as some random person who's never encountered this before, how do I know what it is? You know, that's that's a fair question. A lot of people that are receiving these things and accepting these things as payment have never owned gold before. But I think everybody has seen gold, uh, you know, because we use it in jewelry. They've seen gold plating, things like that. Gold is kind of a tricky metal to copy. Um, it has a very, very distinctive look. Um, and I think the reason, part of the reason why gold has always been money and why we've used it for so long is, you know, just because it's so pretty, right? I think there's something really mm-hmm. naturally attractive about gold, which is why we continue to use it in jewelry. So um, that's part of one of the secrets of the gold back. You know, you look at the one denomination and you're looking at something that kind of looks like a, a Willy Wonka ticket uh-huh. and you can see all the gold in it. You know, if it was any thinner, you could start to see through the gold back. and I think that natural attraction that people have towards, you know, shiny objects pulls them into wanting the gold back. Right. So, you know, for the one let denomination. Me, let me interu- the five, sorry, let me interrupt you just there. I just I've just had one of those interruptions I was talking about. Um, I'm just going to pause for a second. Sure. So, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of attraction to the gold back in terms of knowing how much gold is actually in it. Um, it's all done by a third-party assay company. So every okay. gold back that, that is produced, whether it's a 1 or a 5, a 10, 25, 50, all of them are fire assayed, um, you know, before they ever go out in, into the public to, okay. to ascertain that the, the correct weight is there. And that's, that's the other thing about the gold back. So there's, there's multiple denominations. The 10 denomination, for example has 10 times the weight of gold as the one denomination and they're interchangeable in terms of, you know, premium. So you're, you're dealing with a one consistent commodity currency across multiple denominations. So Mm -hmm. you can use them for not just a $4 transaction, but you know, there's people that spend tens of thousands of dollars worth of gold backs on, on things. And what are people, who's using them now? Where, where are you seeing, you know, who's buying them? Where are they being spent? I think that's something that people are going to wonder. Um, yeah, no, it's it's a fair question. So a lot of the spending of gold backs occurs um, between individuals and at small businesses where you can talk to whoever the decision maker is, you know, and if you mm-hmm. think, you know, just about every dentist and chiropractor is a small business, you know, I mean, you know, you think garage sales and, you know, it's amazing how many small businesses are out there. In Utah, I want to say that we just hit about 500 businesses in the network of businesses that advertise themselves as accepting gold backs. 
we've got, you know, home builders and car dealers and grocery stores and gas stations and just about every business that you can imagine. But it's not just a Utah thing. You know, people are spending these things all over the country because in a big way, you're not spending a gold back. You're you're spending gold. You're using gold as sound money for these for these transactions. Right. And when you you mentioned the different states, so that kind of that raises a, a big question, uh, which is really about about Liberty Dollar, um, because we all know the history of what happened with the original Liberty Dollar and that Bernard Bernard Nothouse went to prison because of. So correct me if I'm wrong here. My understanding was that where they went wrong was in violating a law that you cannot create you cannot use um precious metals as money you can't claim that precious metals are money is that am i wrong about that or is that yes so before we (laughs) and i've I've heard that so a, a recap for your listeners or maybe anyone that doesn't know the liberty dollar was a project what in 2000 like around 2005 it ran, so, for, yeah. so, it ran for five or six years. Um, it was done by Bernard von Nothaus. It was actually a, an MLM, and they sold right. silver rounds that were stamped with a $10 face value. Um, I believe the melt value was around $4 for these things. And they put $10 on the round. And then Bernard von Nothaus taught his users and his buyers to uh, essentially pass these rounds off as the new $10 silver when transacting with these rounds anywhere. So, you know, whether it was Wendy's or Walmart or, you know, just anywhere, hey, this is the new $10 silver. There's a great video um, of him doing this on the Learning Channel, I think, on Mm -hmm. YouTube. You can look up the the history of the Liberty Dollar. Mm -hmm. So... You know, getting into doing Goldback, before I started Goldback, I was hyper aware of this story and I wanted to research it to death because I didn't want to be Bernard von Nothaus 2.0, right. right? You know, that that didn't sound fun. I don't think he actually served prison time. I think he got house arrest, okay. but they got him for counterfeiting. So it wasn't that it was against the rules to or against the law to present gold or silver as money. He got in trouble because he stamped something with a dollar value. Right. So in other words, pretending it was... And then he presented it as a dollar. It, it was yeah. counterfeit. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, if you if you look at some of the videos, you can see how, you know, some of these teenagers that he was spending these things with might have went to the bank at the end of the day with everything else in the till. And the bank may have said, hey, this isn't this isn't something that we can accept or give you credit for. This mm-hmm. isn't... This isn't like a dollar how you're thinking of a dollar. This is this is a Bernard von Nathaus thing. Um, and he had a very, you know, kind of antagonistic message toward the Fed and central banking right. in general. And right. um, what we did is we we boiled down the FBI's 48 page case against him to 13 points. And we we put these somewhere on our website. Okay. And on these 13 kind of critiques of the Liberty Liberty dollar that they were prosecuting him on for. We wanted to make sure the gold back didn't fall under any of those things. Mm-hmm. So we didn't want the gold back to be a dollar, right? We wanted them to be worth more than dollars. We, we didn't yeah. want them to even look kind of like a dollar, you know I mean? 
They're in the shape of a bill, but they're vertically oriented, not horizontally, and they're not green and they don't have dead presidents on them and they don't have in God we trust. And, you know, we did everything we could down to not even copying the denominations of a dollar. You know, that that was one of the the smallest points against the Liberty dollars that they use the same denominations as dollar bills. We thought, okay, well, we won't do a 20, we'll do a 25. And if you think about it, Mm -hmm. our brains are trained to do that anyway, because we use change and there is no 20 cent piece, right? So we wanted to do everything that we could to not um, allow there to be a case or any precedent against us that was set by Liberty Dollar. And, you know, it's, It's a, yeah, I see them as very, very different things. If there's one thing the Liberty dollar did do is I think it created a lot of fear um, that anything that we did in the sound money space that was proactive would be met by the heavy hand of the government immediately under false pretenses. And the more I studied the Liberty dollar and the more I, you know, I saw that was an MLM and they're charging 200% premiums on these rounds, you know, I, I really hate to say this, but I can see how the jury that handled the case might've felt like the government had a point. And really at the end of the day, if Goldback is in a similar position, you have to be able to win over average people that you're not committing some sort of a crime. And I want to do everything that I can to go out of my way to Make sure that people understand that when they use gold backs, that they're bartering and they're bartering with gold. And it is a local currency that's supported in a few states under state law. And outside of those states, it's just gold. You know, you're just bartering with gold. It's just a more useful form of gold to be transacting and bartering with than, say, a, a one ounce coin that's worth two grand and, you know, could be counterfeit. Right. So, so that's interesting. So, so in certain states, the law allows it to be considered currency, but there are other states where it's not allowed. Like you, if you were to claim it was currency, then you would get into trouble. What What is that? Okay, so every gold back operates under state law. Mm-hmm. And in a big way, the gold back is a series of local currencies, right? We've got Wyoming, New Hampshire, Nevada, Utah. So there's a corresponding state law at the state level in each of those states that allow for gold backs to circulate. Okay. And that's, that's really key because at the federal level, you know, we, we, I don't think we could do it otherwise there, you know, it, basically the federal government says, Hey, you cannot, you know, do a, make a money unless otherwise authorized by state or local law. Right. Uh-huh. So we're, okay. we're using state and local laws. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, but just to be clear, if you, if you have like a, some Utah goldbacks and you take them into a state that doesn't have laws supporting, you know, alternative currencies, you're still not breaking the law by using, there, there's nothing, it's just considered gold then. Yeah. You're just bartering with gold. Now, if I went and I went to North Carolina and I said, Hey, Utah goldbacks are a local currency in North Carolina. And here's this advertised business network and, you know, this, that, and the other, then it's possible that they could say, Hey, you know, what are you doing? You know, um, why, 
you know, it, it has to make sense, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and that, that's really more of a restriction on us in terms of advertising businesses that are excited to accept Goldbacks as payment. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact, well, I know through maybe just a whole ton of anecdotal evidence that Goldbacks are actually being used in these kind of barter transactions all over the world. And why huh. not? You know, they're yeah. they're not valuable because of the name of the state printed on them. They're valuable because they're gold. Right. Right. And you talk about this this business network. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Like how how would somebody where is this is this network published somewhere? Like how would someone find businesses that are advertising themselves as as accepting goldbacks? Sure. Yeah, it's a that's a good question. Um, you know, when Goldback started, I thought it was really important to kind of create an advertised merchant network because at first, you know, you're playing a credibility game of like, okay, well, who wants these? You know, who's really accepting these? Is this really money? Because the reason why everyone's accepting the hundred dollar bills as money is because you have faith that you can use those and someone will take them. Right. I mean, you could philosophically disagree with it all you want, but you're probably using them, you know, and you know, again, it's not the intrinsic value. It's just, it's the intrinsic value and the idea that someone else will accept it for close to its value within a reasonable enough time frame. Right. right, right. So same thing for Goldbacks. We we went out, we signed out of a hundred businesses in Utah that would accept Goldbacks as payment at their published value on goldback.com. That's where you can see their value. And mm-hmm. what really surprised me was just how many businesses wanted them. Mm-hmm. You know, I was hoping for, you know, maybe five to 10%, kind of a libertarian activist, small business owner guy. I was hoping to find that crowd and get them to sign up their businesses. A lot of people that didn't even own precious metals were interested in taking Goldbacks as payment simply because here you have an inflation proof commodity money. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be so. Um, you can see the the network online uh, if you go to goldback.com. You know, you can do drop downs and you can see, you know, Utah and New Hampshire and Wyoming. I think we have Nevada up. And I want to say that between the four states, there's over 700 businesses that are participating right now. Wow. But that is a that's the very tip of the iceberg in terms of the actual acceptance rate of goldbacks worldwide. And so if you're, if you're not in a state that can use this as currency, you couldn't, businesses couldn't say that they, that they accept them or is there, is there some kind of restriction on, on what a business can communicate about them? I don't think so. I mean, we've, okay. we've given out tens of thousands of Goldbacks accepted here stickers that can be found over all over the place. Um, oh, nice. I don't know if you if you ran a small business and someone approached you and they said, "Hey, will you uh, uh, edit this? I don't know, edit this uh, article for me. I'll pay you with a bag of rice. Is that allowed? Honestly, anymore, I don't know." <laughs> Um, well, I, I think you could just, I think yeah. you could just do what you want. It's just called yeah. trading. You know, yeah. I mean, you're just, you're just trading a thing for another thing, you know? So it's, you know, unless that's prohibited somewhere and I don't, to my knowledge, it's not, but I'm not 
going to pretend to be an expert on every local law and every jurisdiction and every state law. Right. But I'd you haven't seen to. anything. There's You haven't seen no. any kind of attempted. And have you run into any pushback at all? Any any kind of official, um, anyone telling you you can't do this? Um, this isn't, you know, this isn't legit. Anything like that? You know what? I, I did run into some pushback. Um, and it didn't come from the federal level because, again, I'm I'm up, I'm doing a little state thing. And, yeah. you know, in a big way, I don't think Goldback is quite big enough to attract the type of negative attention that crypto's got. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're probably going to do about $50 million in Goldbacks this year. You know, we did about $30 million last year, which, I mean, in terms of numbers, the Goldback is the most successful local currency in American history. And not by a little bit, but by a lot. Like hands down, head and shoulders above, you know, whatever the second and third highest are. Um, and there's been over 2,000 local currency projects in the United States. So we've already we've already won that. We've only been out for a few years. We we've got over a million people that own goldbacks now. Wow. We've got you know tens of millions of dollars in sales. So you when know, you say you'll got, you'll you're you're heading to do 50 million do you mean you're going to produce that many or you're going to there's a market for people are going to buy that many oh there's a market i mean my yeah. goodness it, every gold back that we can produce can be sold our biggest nice. struggle up until this point is just making enough of them you wow. know it's just wow. we're constantly talking about what can we do to get the production higher because again it's a high-tech process yeah i don't have like yeah. some foil rolling machine in my garage that i can just roll faster you know it's you know i mean this is the same tech that's putting like i said you know it's doing microchips mm-hmm. yeah this mm-hmm. is micro technology so that's that is a bottleneck um but you know in terms of pushback i didn't answer your question oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in terms of pushback um i did have the state of utah come back to me of all places it was the tax commission and they said hey we know there's a law in Utah that allows for 24 karat gold to, you know, not be taxed. And really it's anything that's 24 karat gold in Utah is considered legal tender. I ah. think is my understanding of the law. Wow. Uh, that was the Utah Legal Tender Act that was actually drafted by my business partner back in huh. 2011. Um, but because of the, you know, we're going to say that the weight of a gold back is mostly plastic. So because the weight is mostly polymer and plastic, huh. we don't think it's a real gold product. We think it's, we think you're just selling plastic. So we're going to charge a sales tax. <sighs> that was so frustrating to me. I'm like, are you kidding me? Do you think anyone's buying a gold back for the plastic? That's like, of course they don't think that. That's like, well, you're selling jugs of milk and the milk is inside containers and, right. you know, food is exempt, but really you're selling jugs of milk. The jugs. the Right. Right. It's, 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 it's absolutely ridiculous. So how so, is that, how is that resolved? Well, we had a few different ways we could go about it. We could fight them in court because, you know, they're talking about sales taxes on a lot of gold backs. Yeah. Um, that, you know, simply we just weren't collected because why would we? Yeah. Um, you know, it could have been it could have been over like a million dollars, right? And it would have really yeah. crippled our project had they been successful. So we could have fought it in court and I think we would have won. I think the judge would have tossed it, honestly. I think that 
within the tax commission themselves, they were looking at dropping it. Once they had a mediator come in and look at it, they said, mm. I don't think we're going to win here. But what we actually did is we went to the state legislator. We went to the state legislature and we ran a bill all the way through where the state recognizes goldbacks specifically. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, you know, at that point, it's like, hey, you know, that's a that's a silver bullet to the head. You know, I mean, they were they were absolutely done. And again, that's the beauty of operating at a state level. It's yeah. it's really not that hard to win at a, at a state level. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, if we wanted to run something through Congress. Yeah. No, forget about no, it. Forget it. Forget yeah. it. You know, state legislature, Utah, you forget it. You know, like. We didn't even pay anything for it. I mean, like the legislatures, them, legislators themselves, they all knew about Goldback. They're like, this is ridiculous. Of course, we'll pass a bill for you guys. So. Wow. Wow. So when you talk about the legal tender law, um, does that mean so in states that don't have that kind of legal tender law? Do you have to pay sales tax on gold on goldbacks? There there are states that do have sales taxes on goldbacks. Oh wow. There absolutely are. I think Hawaii is one of them. Uh, Tennessee just dropped theirs recently. I think Minnesota has taxes. There's okay. I want to say maybe almost a dozen states that do charge a sales tax on precious metals. California's wow. weird. I think it's I'm there's sure. no sales tax unless you're buying over a thousand dollars worth. Okay. So it's it's kind of a different <laughs> Right. So you can use it for small transactions, but nothing. Well, you could buy a whole bunch of gold backs and use it for small transactions. You just can't buy a small amount of gold backs without paying sales tax. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't you can't charge a sales tax on a transact a gold back transaction. Well, I guess you can. I take that back. You wouldn't be charging it on the gold back itself, you'd be charging it on the transaction. Yeah. So what you're doing anyway. So Right. You do that with cash anyway. Right, right. So it's not I guess, it's not I guess some my, additional yeah, it's not an additional burden. No. That's really encouraging. This is all this is it's um that's it's pretty mind blowing that there's there are so many people um you know I think in our circles we kind of tend to think that only those of us who you know have thought a lot about sound money and you know are anti-fed and all that stuff that you know we're the only ones who appreciate the value of something like this but i mean what you're telling me is that really quite a lot of people out there just get it and and want this 75 percent of people that own goldbacks have never owned precious metals before ever. that's amazing they're that's brand amazing. new and yeah. you know you look at that and that's exactly what the libertarian movement needs is you need growth you need to mm-hmm. be able to introduce somebody you know if you're giving a tip at a restaurant you know and say hey mm-hmm. this is a piece of gold that I'm giving you by the way what do you think will be more valuable in 10 years this piece of gold or a $5 bill right right uh probably the piece of gold right cuz I mean, I know you know this. It just makes sense, yeah. You're losing 10% of your value a year. What are we doing? Right. But there hasn't been a great alternative. I mean, and this is this is what really I think hurts because I've I've been in the libertarian space forever. Mm -hmm. You know, I I was a delegate for Ron Paul, you know, Mm -hmm. over 10 years ago. 
uh, has actually talking to him about goldbacks like two weeks ago. Yeah. Which was kind of fun. He's got a lot. Oh yeah. No kidding. Right. I mean, it's, it's definitely a new thing for him because it's very new tech, but so anyway, I mean like in the libertarian space, I feel like there's this idea that if we could just get Ron Paul appointed to run the fed or, you know, uh, you know, and everybody breaks into the fed, there's this room in the fed somewhere and it's this old rusty lever. And all you got to do is pull the lever and you're back to the gold standard. And that's just what we have to do. If we're going to ever achieve victory, you know, or whatever. And the problem with that, if you think about it critically is we didn't really have bear with me here. I'm a, I'm about to blaspheme here, but bear with me. We didn't really have a gold standard. Even a hundred years ago, we had a tri metal system since Roman times, really you had copper or bronze coins that you could exchange for silver and you exchange the silver for gold. You know, your, your bronze coin was your loaf of bread and your silver coin was maybe a whole wedding feast full of bread. And your gold coin was a grain shipment from Egypt. You fast forward to a hundred years ago to the best gold standard we ever had in America, a hundred copper pennies is a silver dollar and it's 20 silver dollars to a gold piece. And by the way, if the industrial value of any of those metals changes and we catch you melting things, we're going to hang you. So you, okay. So what was the best money system we've ever had? You had yeah. the government. Let's see how libertarian this sounds. You had the government force pegging three industrial metals together at a fixed ratio under the penalty of death. Right. Are we going back to that? Like, is that what we, because by the way, 99% of our copper, it's in our electrical wiring. Now we use it for stuff. It's an alternator. Yeah. It's a, you know, our copper is used. It's used to advance humanity and improve our, our standard of living. Our, our silver, 80% of it industry. Where do you want your silver? Hmm. I, I'm pretty sure you want it in your solar panels. You want to use it. It's used to make our lives better. That's not true for gold. 90% of gold is still jewelry, central banks, investment, coins, bars. It's still money, 90%. And by the way, gold out of the three metals was always the best. It was always the most expensive. It was always the one that didn't tarnish or corrode or, or whatever. The problem for the last 2,600 years, since coins were invented by, uh, what was it, the king of Croesus and, and Lydia, since that guy made coins, the biggest problem ever since then has been you can't make a dang gold coin small enough to buy a small thing. You can't. You have to have silver. Mm -hmm. You have to have copper as kind of a bridge, as a Band-Aid to solve that problem. And in the industrial age where we use our silver and copper, it doesn't work. And that's why the gold back is such a big deal. We've taken mm -hmm. gold. And we've made it so small that you can buy a cup of coffee with it. You could buy a loaf of bread. You could buy a dozen eggs. Yeah. Heck, you could buy half yeah. a dozen of eggs. I mean, you know, just, right. those things right. are expensive right now. But it's a small transaction. And that's never, ever, ever been done. That's a 2,600-year-old problem that Goldback yeah. and the technology behind it is coming in and solving in a really big way. You know, not to mention the anti-counterfeit issues 
You know, I mean, the, these are the, these aren't some tiny coins that are going to fall out of your pocket. These are these are like bills. They'll fit in your wallet. You know, you can yeah. and they're attractive. People like them. It's it, it sucks in people that aren't these Austrian economists, economists, you know, it, it sucks in people that, you know, aren't, you know, tech savvy, you know, crypto nerds. It's the average person can easily use goldbacks and every every transaction's private or it's at least as right. private as you want it to be. Right. Well, and that's, private that's, as the, cash. that's the third thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's and, private and, as cash. And presumably, you know, let's say the price of gold did skyrocket and you wanted to still maintain, you know, these small denominations in terms of what you could buy. You've the technology doesn't have to change. You just right. You just you would just be making smaller denomination bills at that point. All right. I'm, you want me to tell you a secret? I'm going to tell, yeah, gonna tell you users a secret. All yeah. right. So let me give you some background here. If you went back to 1920, and that's when I said 100 years ago is the best gold standard, you know, maybe you can argue it's before 1913 and the Federal Reserve, you know, got their fingers in it. I mean, maybe that's just semantics. But you go back to then and you wonder how much a gold back would have bought. Right. So if I made a gold back in 1920 and I had a machine and I could go back in time and I could make a gold back. You're looking at about 100 percent premium, right? It costs money to split an ounce of gold into a thousand pieces. But a twenty dollar gold piece, a one ounce, twenty dollar gold piece. A thousandth of twenty dollars is two cents. With 100 percent premium. Four wheat pennies is the purchasing power of a gold back a hundred years ago. And by the way, the penny was the smallest physical measure of money. What I'd like to do eventually is I'd like to make a quarter gold back because that would have the equivalent value of a single wheat penny in 1920. You never had to go smaller than that. And we're, we're dicking around with that right now. I mean, we're trying to, we're trying to figure out the quarter gold back. It's, it's tricky because you can start to see through the gold back because you get mm -hmm. so thin, but it's the same principle, right? It's the same technology. So we're, we're messing with it. We'll, we'll and you see don't want to change, you don't want to change the size of the bills. You don't want to make smaller bills. I, you know what? People don't like doing business with, let me step back. <laughs> People, you want to play to what people are used to. Yeah. yeah. People are used to the dollar bill. And if you can make a gold back this, about the size of a dollar bill, that and it has a number on it, that, that does the right things for your brain. Your right. Brain you don't want to okay, get... This is, this is money. This is money. If you, if you have a you little don't go too far one inch by the... one inch square... You yeah. know, we don't we don't transaction one inch by one inch squares. That's not a thing. Yeah. We don't do that. The brain says no. If it's the size of a movie ticket or a business card, nope. Brain says no. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, that's garbage. You know, it's garbage unless it's the size of a dollar bill. So I maybe people will just be able to see through it. I don't know. We haven't figured it out yet, but I, in the next few years I'd keep an eye out for something like that. Because yeah. to your point, I think it's yeah, if anything, we might have to go smaller than a quarter of yeah. a gold back just because if we want to introduce this technology into countries like Zimbabwe or Venezuela mm -hmm. where they they have central banks that have gold but they don't have functioning currencies and they want them yeah they're going to love this technology and you know even a single gold back is probably too much money 
for these third world countries. I, I you know, right. we might go down to a twentieth of a gold back, you know, one twenty thousandth of an ounce. You know, we'll we'll see how far the technology goes. Yeah. Yeah. So just for, for some clarity, when when we're talking about denominations, when you say there's a gold back denominated in as as twenty five. Not twenty five dollars. I mean, what what is what? No. When I, so yeah. So what? How do I make what is sense a gold of back? that? Yeah. It's, what what's it? What it, is it? Yeah. So it's it's a fraction of an ounce of gold. But then, huh? how does how does a person making a transaction translate that into the dollar price of the thing that they're buying in the shop? Sure. Well, yeah, we got like a hardware store down the road, and I love going there because it's like a big hardware store. It's got all the things. And they take gold backs, which is super fun, you know, so we, we can get like a grill and propane and, you know, chicken feed and, you know, anything you can get at a hardware store. It's like a little Home Depot. And what they do and what we have people do is on goldback.com, you have an average rate for gold backs. And that's what businesses use when accepting the gold back. Okay. Now, this is actually really important. So that's an average rate, which means yeah. that you can buy goldbacks for below that rate. It's an average. Mm-hmm. So what I'll do is I'll buy goldbacks and I'll pay, you know, $3.65. But then I can spend them at a rate closer to $4. Maybe it's $3.98 at any of the businesses that take goldbacks. It's like getting one cash. It's like getting 1% cash back, except you're getting like five or six or seven or eight percent cash back and you get to keep your privacy and you get to support local businesses and you get to you know use sound money so it it creates yeah. a it creates a financial incentive yeah yeah i've saved tons of money using goldbacks over other other ways of spending money and the businesses are aware of this and they're happy to do this you know they love to give discounts for people that are spending gold yeah, why wouldn't they? So so the businesses when they take the gold, they're taking it based on that average rate that's posted on the website. Um right. this is interesting too because that kind of deals with the whole problem of you know the, the Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it creates does. it creates a cash incentive to cycle gold backs. Cuz here's the thing, if Which I was have what was missing $1000 a month. Yeah, if I have $1000 a month that I would spend at local businesses, And I know that I can convert that $1,000 into gold backs that the local businesses would take those gold backs Mm -hmm. and then I'm getting an 8 to 10% discount every time. Oh, and by the way, those same small businesses can spend at other small businesses without realizing a loss. I was talking to one business Hmm. owner. You know, I eat lunch there all the time. He owns like a a noodle, like a Thai noodle place. And, you know, I've, I've spent hundreds of gold backs there over, you know, the years. And I asked him, I said, what are you doing with all these? Are you just got like a, like a gold back box somewhere and you're just throwing all your gold backs into it? He says, no, no, no. I'm spending these things and I ran out. Like I'm not even receiving enough gold backs as my business to keep up with my gold back spending. I have to buy more gold backs. So these things are, you know, and again, it's anecdotal. I don't really know because I don't have, there's not like some master blockchain I can see everything happening with. Right. Right. There's quite a bit of anecdotal evidence that these things are circulating. Yeah. And well, it just strengthens local communities. Yeah. Well, that incentive, that's an incentive is fantastic. That, you know, the, the fact that you can buy below the rate and then that's, 
I mean, again, you're solving like an, you're solving an age old problem. That's that's kind of um, that's kind of cool. Um, how nice often when a plan comes together, right? <laughs> yeah. How, how often is the the rate that's posted on the website? How often is that updated? It's it's once a day. Uh, we we base okay. it on like the gold spot or it's some it's some formula. You know, because the gold, the price of gold does impact goldbacks. Uh, goldbacks have about doubled in price in the last four years. What's really interesting, though, and I didn't expect this. You know, I I used to say things like, "Oh, well, you know, you want some goldbacks to spend, and then you want gold coins for for price exposure because you know the premiums and the." What we found is that goldbacks have actually appreciated more in price than gold coins or gold bars. Over the yeah, same period of time. they've doubled, doubled in the last they've four doubled. years. That's yeah, gold, gold didn't double. Gold coins no, didn't, didn't double. Gold backs, gold backs doubled. Gold coins didn't double. And here's the let me let me let me ask you, and you probably figured this out faster than I did. Who determines the price of a currency? Is it the issuer of the currency, or is it the government, or is it the market? I mean, it's the market unless there's some every currency, every currency, every single time. When COVID happened in 2020, you couldn't buy a gold back. They became unobtainable. The only place that you wow. could purchase a gold back was on eBay and they were 50 bucks a pop. You know why? Wow. Wow. Because when it when when it really feels like it's going to hit the fan and you want something that you can spend and use, you don't want a gold coin. That's a $2,000 thing. At right. that point, right. at that point you want to have something like a gold back. But when you figure that out and everybody else figures that out, guess what? Yeah. There are not a lot of gold backs and there's a lot of gold coins. The really smart people right now, they're turning in their gold coins and they're getting gold backs if their goal is to ever use their gold coins as currency. Right. Yeah. If you want to turn in your gold coins for whatever the future fiat, whatever thing is like, yeah, keep your gold coins. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, so that much of a premium is explained by the convenience factor, basically just by, by the, the, the ability to use it. I mean, that's, that's huge. Well, that, that was for $50 a gold back. Cause here's the thing. And it, people beat me up on the premiums on gold backs. Oh, it's a great idea. I'd totally do it if they sold them for melt. It's like, okay, come on, man. <laughs> do you, do you go to the used car dealership and say, Oh, that's a great right. car. I'd buy it for melt. You know, it's like, excuse me. <laughs> Yeah. There's an economic law that you're ignoring, and that's when you add labor to something, it adds value. I mean, would you do yeah. that for a pencil? You go, oh, what's the price of two by fours today? You know, like what should this what's graphite per ton? You know, I mean, forget it, man. Like you're you're gonna take an ounce of gold, you're gonna split it into a thousand pieces through microtechnology and serialize it. And they want me to do it for melt. It used to be a six hundred percent premium. So what I tell people is that goldbacks don't have a premium. They have a value. You know, if you look Mm -hmm. at a hundred dollar bill, you might say, you know what? The material and the labor together was eight cents to make a hundred dollar bill. The same people that complain about goldback premiums are using hundred dollar bills. What's the intrinsic value in your hundred dollar bill, sir? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for real though, I mean, and again, if you add up the labor and the materials of a gold back, the one denomination is sold at a loss. Right. I think I it's know, a, yeah. Yeah. Not very many people know that. I mean, we put it on the website. It was on the website. Yeah. 
And and it's because all the other denominations tie into it. You can turn in a 50 for 50 of the one and, mm-hmm. and vice versa. How many currencies can you purchase at a loss for manufacturing? You know, it's, if anything, right. I feel like goldbacks are extremely undervalued for what they are based off the utility value. I think if central banks or foreign central banks ever jump on this technology, it'll add so much value in terms of utility. I mean, it could even raise the gold price if central banks are doing this. Yeah. But I think at that point, we have to go smaller. And, you know, you're probably looking at more like a three or 400% premium just because, again, the value is there. Um, I mean, that certainly incentivize central banks to make these things if they could make a markup. I mean, it'd be less than their markup on the $100 bill. Right. But, you know. <laughs> Slightly. <laughs> it it yeah. would be an improvement, don't you think? If they, if they, if you know what I'm saying? It's like, I think it would be a, a pretty substantial improvement, but all the values there, I guess, yeah. is my point. Yeah. If you buy a yeah. gold back and it's, you know, a $200 purchase and you got a 50 gold back, you know, you could at least spend it for that but you're probably able to buy it for under that average price if you're shopping around and then you're making money when you spend gold right, backs. Right, right, right. And is you're spreading just, sound money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, there are layers to this. I hadn't appreciated it uh, before. This is um, this is kind of cool. Um, well, this is, this is why we're doing this, you know? I mean, that's that's the, you know, I mean, because the thing is, is like in the sound money department in the libertarian space, like, what are the choices? I mean, like, you know, what is using, what is sound money even? Cause we're not going back to the fed. We're not pulling the rusty lever. We're not going back to the tri-metal system, you know? And I don't think, right. it, you know, so it's like, right. you want to yeah, have there's, alternatives out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, as you said, you know, there's, there's so much talk about, well, bring back the gold standard or end the fed. And, um, then, I mean, what? I think, then we could all just live in the dark ages. Well, I mean, you know, I think, I mean like, what I, are we going to do for money? Yeah, I think I think <laughs> no, mo- very few people really sort of think beyond that. I mean, I, I think really what needs to happen is just you know just get get the state out of money, get you know allow people to create their own money. But as you're demonstrating, that's already kind of we 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 already can. Um, yeah, sure. Let's so, make it better money. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is wild. Um, before we wrap up, anything else? Anything else you wanna you wanna talk about? Any any other points? Anything that we've left out? Any key things to drive home? Um, you know, I'll I'll just risk insulting people one more time. You know, I, go for it. <laughs> I talk I talk to I talk to a lot of my friends and you know clients and you know there's this fear of a cashless society. That mm-hmm. The goal is to get to mm-hmm. a cashless society, and there's so much fear around that. Like they want to take away our cash. But if I talk to the same people for long enough, and this was this was me for a hot minute, so you know I'm in the same boat here. Mm-hmm. There's a very special irony that the same people that are worried about a cashless cashless society are the same people that don't appreciate the fact that we're using a cash that's backed by nothing. Mm-hmm. So which one is it? Is it? The federal right. or the Federal Reserve notes that, you know, are these counterfeit things that aren't backed by anything, or is it a tragedy that we're going to lose them? And really, you're going from the mm-hmm. frying pan to the fire. I mean, you, you're going from at least something that has privacy in his garbage to a garbage system that doesn't even have privacy. It's it's from bad to worse. But, you know, there's something so pathetic about the situation where it's, you know, hey, you know what? What if you can 
you just make something better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like maybe, maybe have like a better private form of transactions, you know? And that's, you know, that's when I, that's when I'll introduce Goldbacks. Like, Hey, hey check this out. Yeah. Jim Rickards, you know, he, he does a lot mm-hmm. of books and stories. He started giving away Goldbacks with his latest book. You know, he tweeted out, he said, this oh, is wow. okay. a possible, a possible workaround to the central bank, you know, digital currency. I got to thank him, yeah. by the way. He never talked to me. He just started doing it, you know, and that's, that's, that's a lot awesome. of the beauty of the Goldback project is people, people don't have to talk to me. They can just buy Goldbacks and start using them, you yeah. know, as, yeah. however they want, you know, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Yeah. If they can get them. If they can, if you, if you can guys can produce enough of them. We, we are, we are getting production up now. So I, I am a little bit, you know, for a long time, I wasn't on any podcast. I wasn't talking about Goldbacks because I was, Hey, we're sold out. You know, stop talking, stop sharing, stop spreading, (laughs) you know, can't stop people. But almost all of our growth and all of our sales were just grassroots, viral kind of word of mouth things. And now, you know, I talk about Goldbacks a little bit and it's, it's crazy how much demand there is for Goldbacks and especially outside of kind of the libertarian, Austrian, nerdy, you know, it's the average people are, you can buy Goldbacks on walmart.com. You oh, can wow. buy them on wow. walmart.com. Yeah. That's amazing. Don't buy That's them amazing. there. They're like five bucks. You can get way better. <laughs> no, deals, but, but it's amazing. But you know, you get my point. Yeah. Yeah. That's, are, are you guys, are you going to be um, expanding production? Yeah. Oh, we absolutely okay. have been. I mean, as Great. of a week ago, we're, we're doing two shifts in the same machine now. So we're, we're producing about double what we used to. Um. And nice. there's no evidence that, you know, the demand is going anywhere. If anything, we're, we're still yeah. in the early stages of this thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hope so. Um, I hope so. I would think so. And yeah, this is pretty incredible. Um, well, thank you. Thanks. Thanks for being on the show. Um, and uh, I say good luck, but sounds like you've kind of already got that going. So um, yeah, thank you. Okay. All right. I appreciate your time and your, and your questions. Yeah. Appreciate you being here. You've been listening to What Then Must We Do? The podcast for those who understand that the state is the problem and are seeking solutions. For more episodes, go to brettany.substack.com. That's B-R-E-T-I-G-N-E dot substack.com and subscribe. <laughs>